Ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, welcome to another episode of Topical with Michael Schaefer. With me, the titular, Michael Schaefer. It's been another big week of news. We've got climate change protesters interrupting sporting events left, right and centre. Jonah Hill, he's in the news because he has been accused of being emotionally abusive for setting some boundaries for his ex-girlfriend. Is he abusive or is he just an annoying guy? Plus, we've got a new social media app. It's called Threads, guys. This could be the one that does the trip, that does the trick and fixes everything. I hope so. Before we get into all of that, I've got shows coming up in Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Fringe. I've got in London a show at the Bill Murray. I've got a show in Zurich. Then I'm back in Australia to do some gigs in Melbourne, Frankston, Nary Warren. A few other places will be announced soon. I'm trying to work on a show at the moment in Munich just because I think it'd be fun to make German people feel uncomfortable about their history. Hopefully that gets sorted soon. Before we get into this week's big news, we've got an even bigger intro music to play for you. Please enjoy the best intro music in the business, then I'll be back in about 30 seconds to chat to you about the news. We are stripped down and ready to go. But I ain't spending any time on it. Please explain. I'm going to. Okay? Welcome back to the show. Let's get stuck into it. Do we have to start murdering climate change protesters? They are starting to get annoying. They've been annoying for a while. And they're getting more and more annoying. Much like climate change, uh, they're getting worse. Now, look, I'm sympathetic to the cause. Just need to get that off the back. I accept that climate change is bad. I'm not one of those climate change deniers who goes around being like, no, but the earth is goes hot and cold. And remember the ice age? Remember the ice age a few million years ago? And then it got hot and then it was cold. And today... It was cold, which means that climate change isn't real, which I got to say is very funny logic to be like climate change isn't real because today I feel cold. It is a genuine argument that a lot of people make. It's a funny argument to make, but I don't think it holds a lot of merit. The point being is I do think that climate change is a problem. I do think that humans are making it worse. Would I do anything to really stop it? I did have an opportunity recently when I was flying on a plane and a One Nation Senator, Malcolm Roberts, was also on that same plane and we were waiting at the the gate to board the plane. Now, if you don't know who Malcolm Roberts is, he's one of these crazy uh, conspiracy theorists. He believes that climate change is like a, a hoax perpetuated by the United Nations to get us to invest in particular types of energy so that we all um, concentrate power in a global elite, uh, a Jewish cabal, if you will, who are all uh, made up of lizard people. Now, I don't know who told him all that information because um, he's 100% correct. But we try to keep that information under wraps as much as possible. Nonetheless, Malcolm Roberts is one of the blokes who believes in all that climate change denying conspiracy nut, well, nut job stuff. And I've always thought, well, if I ever met the bloke, I'd bloody give him an earful. I'd bloody tell him what I think. 
And then I saw him uh, waiting at the gate to board a plane. And I thought, oh, that's Malcolm Roberts. And I didn't say a thing. So I'm a coward. I'm part of the problem. I didn't punch Malcolm Roberts in the face. I would encourage you to do so, though. You guys should do it. Me, though, I've got too much to lose. I was flying to Perth to do some shows. I can't compromise my Perth audience. There's literally tens of people who would be disappointed if I couldn't make a show. So I couldn't do it. But you guys, next time you see Malcolm Roberts on a plane, uh, give him a little bunch. Also, I will say this. I'm a hypocrite because I think climate change is a problem and I'm still using planes. He's not a hypocrite. He thinks climate change is fine and doesn't exist. So he gets to be on as many polluting planes as he wants. Must be nice to believe in conspiracies, not have to deal with your moral conscience. My point being, climate change is a problem, and we probably should try to fix it. However, I do think that the way that some of these climate protesters are going around uh, carrying on and annoying the public, I don't think it's the best way to get your message across, because what you're doing is just making people very angry at you, and then they're not going to like the cause that you stand for, even if they do actually support the cause deep down. You know, people, I think if anything, some people are like, well, I used to care about the climate, but then these motherfuckers blocked the M1 during peak hour on my way to work. Fuck these guys. I'm going to turn on the barbecue tonight and just burn up the whole steak. That's what I'm going to do. I don't know what else you could do to make the climate worse. I imagine cooking a steak doesn't help. My point being is that I think these guys are actually pissing off people so much that they're actually wanting to destroy the environment. I think it's I think that's the problem that they're having. Well, something that I want to say about these blokes is that uh, and gals who are also part and maybe non-binaries, probably a lot of uh, NBs as well in the group. Look, what something that I want to just say about these protests is god, you got to respect the amount of events they managed to get into. These guys get around. It's very impressive. Uh, we saw them just the other week uh, on uh, running onto the field during the ashes. Now, can I just say, getting a ticket to Laws to see the ashes is very, very difficult. You have to come from, like, old money, or you have to be willing to suck a dick outside the stadium. It's very, very challenging. Somehow, these guys managed to scrape together a couple hundred pounds for some tickets. Very impressive stuff. Then, next thing you know, they're at Wimbledon, running onto Centre Court during a match in Wimbledon, throwing orange confetti all over the place. Again, how do you get a ticket to Wimbledon? I'm currently in London. I can't get a ticket. I keep asking people, how do I get a ticket? And they're like, well, were you born into wealth? And I say, well, clearly not enough. And then I call my parents and I yell at them. I say, mom, dad, why weren't you born into wealth? Why did our ancestors not get involved in the slave trade in the 17th century and build up some intergenerational wealth that could have been passed down from generation to generation to generation to the point where I could dress up in white and sit next to a couple of lords and nobles at centre court. My point being is that I'm not one of those fortunate people to be able to attend Wimbledon. And somehow, though, these uh, climate guys, these just-stop-oil protesters, these climate ex- climate rebellion, extinction rebellion people managed to be getting to all these events. I got to say, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive the way they're getting tickets because right now, everyone is panicking. Anyway, everyone in Australia, anyway, is panicking about Taylor Swift tickets. 
they are they're the hottest ticket in town. And if you remember, Taylor Swift announced a tour around the US. This was, I believe, a few months ago, maybe last year. And Ticketmaster crashed. I didn't know you could crash Ticketmaster, but she broke Ticketmaster because of the uh, the absolute influx of people of young white girls trying to get tickets to see Taylor Swift. My point being is that it's been very hard to get a ticket to Taylor Swift. But I, do you know who I reckon's got a ticket to Taylor Swift? The climate protesters. You know that these guys have somehow got tickets. And you know that they're going to be at the MCG in Melbourne. And as soon as Taylor Swift launches into Shake It Off, these climate protesters are going to storm onto the stage. They're going to have their orange confetti and their paint and everything ready to roll. And they're going to start throwing it around the stage. And that's when I think they're going to lose everyone because, you know, you can upset cricket fans, you can upset tennis fans, you can even upset fans of Picassos. If you remember last year, these guys were running around throwing paint on Picassos and everyone was like, I'm not really sure what Picasso ever did to make the climate worse. I, think, I don't think these are oil paintings. I think they're water-based paintings. My, my point, maybe he was an oil oil-based artist. I don't know. My point being is... They've upset a lot of people in the past, somehow have managed to get out of all of these protests alive, unscathed, largely. What I do think, though, is if they do protest Taylor Swift's concert, I think they will be lynched because you do not want to get between young white women and their favorite thing ever, which is Taylor Swift. It's a dangerous, dangerous thing to upset a hundred thousand screaming young women who have all spent their months waged for a ticket and who all bought adult diapers to get through the three-hour concert and have been pissing and shitting themselves for the last couple of hours to make sure they don't miss a single song. If you, and this is, by the way, that's true. That's what they have been doing. I've seen it on TikTok. If you then decide to ruin their night by running on the stage during Romeo and Juliet, you are going to die. They are going to pull you apart limb by limb, and then they are going to burn you to maximize your carbon footprint, and then they're going to gather your ashes, and they're going to throw them in Greta Thunberg's face. That's what they're going to do. So what I'm saying is, if you're a climate change protester, and you're thinking about targeting the Taylor Swift concert, Please cease and desist for your own safety. I think it would be very, very unwise to do that for yourself. I think it would be brave, but I also think that you will not get out of there alive. And something I have to say about these protesters is that despite how, despite how much I disagree with their tactics, you got to respect their commitment to the cause. I don't think they're helping the cause, but nonetheless, you have to respect their commitment because I don't think I've ever believed in a cause strongly enough where I would risk getting fined, risk getting punched in the face, lose a Saturday to just glue myself to a bus or a plane or sit myself on the road and just stop traffic. I don't think I would ever do that just because it's hard to believe in something enough to to justify that so i do respect their commitment to the cause in the same way you got to respect terrorists in the exact same way 
No, I don't believe in establishing a global caliphate. No, I don't think that's a good idea. But you got to respect the people who blow themselves up for the cause. I don't agree with how they go about achieving it. But, you know, at least they are committed to their beliefs. I got beliefs. I'm not going to blow myself up for my beliefs. My point is, you got to respect the people that really just commit to what they believe. Now, look, I will say this, though. They keep biting off more than they can chew because, you know, they've done the, they've done the museums. They've done Wimbledon. They've done the Ashes. You're probably going to do Taylor Swift, which is going to be the end of them. Just the other day, they protested the Pride Parade here in London. They had to shut down the Pride Parade for 20 minutes because these Just Stop Oil protesters sat themselves in front of the floats and, and stopped the floats for uh, about 20 minutes or so. Now, I will say this. Uh, if you're going to stop yourself in front of a float, which by definition is a slow-moving vehicle, I don't know why you wouldn't just keep going. I mean, it's not like they're going to be like Tank Man at Tiananmen Square. If you're in a float and there's sexy, all-up men just dancing on top of it, moving at three kilometers an hour, they're going to get out of the way eventually. They're not going to potentially get run over in the funniest way possible. That would just be ridiculous. So I don't know why you wouldn't just keep going on, just keep driving the float eventually they're going to move out of the way and worse comes to worse you you run over one protester and that sends a message to the others hey you're next and if you don't move this float will get you in the next three to four hours as it crawls down through soho they protest in the pride parade which i think is a bit much you're probably wondering why have they gone after the gays what are the gays doing that's hurting the environment because if any no one no one is hurting the environment uh, less than the gays because what's the biggest contributor to uh, carbon uh, and emissions and our global carbon footprint? Do you know what the biggest contributor is to that? Uh, people. Humans are the biggest contributor to greenhouse gases. Some people are like, oh no, it's the cows doing the farting. No, no, I mean, the cows farting doesn't help, but it's really the people just moving around burning coal, probably farting too. I'm sure that doesn't help things. I've been trying to hold in my farts to do my bit for the environment. But, you know, I accept that there's only as much as I can do and eventually just comes out the other end as a burp. And I don't think that's helping. My point being is that, you know, who's not having kids? Uh, the gays. The gays are not having kids because, you know, they, they, uh, they're not putting penises in vaginas. That's kind of the, uh, it's, it's actually against their, their values to put penises in vaginas. Um, they're very, very much against that. It's kind of their whole thing. My point being, the gays aren't making people. The gays, of, of all people, uh, they're, they're allies. I mean, they're allies. They're always looking for allies, and they're also allies to the climate change cause. And here you are protesting pride to try to make a name for yourself. And I, was, I looked into why they protested pride. It's because they said, well, pride is being supported by lots of companies that, for example, Barclays, the bank, that invest in oil projects and because these companies sponsor pride we're now going to interrupt pride which is really dumb logic if you want to go after these companies turn up at their buildings and sit out the front of their buildings and throw some goddamn paint 
on the CEO of BHP, and then then you've made a difference. But I don't think that sitting in front of a float and disrupting a couple of gays having their fu- their funnest day of the year is the way to go about it. I mean, if I were gay, I'd be like, fuck you guys. I'm going to have uh, more children now. Uh, then I'm going to go straight for a bit, have a few kids, maximize my carbon footprint just to show you that you don't control me. I agree with their ultimate cause of we got to, you know, save the planet, you know, and it's it's bad that we're, that we're destroying the planet. I think that's that's a, that's true and that's we should stop destroying the planet, but also let the gays have their fun, let people enjoy the cricket, let the uh, descendants of slave traders enjoy Wimbledon and by God, uh, don't you don't even dare disrupting Taylor Swift because you will suffer the most brutal death uh, that any human can imagine. Other big story this week is look, Jonah Hill is in the news now. If you don't know Jonah Hill, he's uh, the Jewish funny guy, Jewish comedian actor uh, from America who I've always like kind of thought was great. I've always been a big fan of his, but he actually shot up quite highly in my estimation when he saved Kanye from Kanye. Because if you'll remember last year, Kanye started telling people what he thought. Now, if, if you think that the Jews control the weather, which we do, so maybe be nice to us and we won't, destroy the world with climate change but if you believe that to your core and that's a genuinely held belief and you have major sponsorship deals with adidas and uh and balenciaga i think you should not voice your opinion of the jews publicly i think you should just keep it under wraps and just enjoy your nice life but kanye for whatever reason, probably mental health reasons, was unable to keep his thoughts to himself. And so he came out and said, the Jews run the world, yada, yada, yada. I've talked about this on the podcast before. And then he lost a lot of money. And now he hangs out with Nazis, which is bad because he used to hang out with Barack Obama. And now he's hanging out with Nazis. And which I guess goes to show the spectrum of friendship that he is capable of forming. I mean, it is impressive that you could be friends with Barack Obama and Nazis. I mean, I guess you the guy, the guy contains multitudes. I guess is what I'm saying about Kanye. My point being is that he went crazy on the Jews, and then he tweeted, "Oh, I used to like hate the Jews, but I just saw Jonah Hill's performance in this movie, Twenty One Jump Street, I believe it was, and he's like, now I'm back on the Jews. Thank you, Jonah Hill, for teaching me that it's not all Jews. Not all Jews are bad. So my point." for making it. The reason why I'm giving you that context is because I approach any story about Joni Hill with the belief that the man is a hero and he saved the Jews, he saved Kanye from Kanye, and he needs to be respected and revered for having such a strong comedic performance that he basically er just eradicated the anti-Semitism from Kanye West. I think that should be respected and needs to be acknowledged. Now, he's in the news this week because it has been alleged that he has been emotionally abusive towards an ex-girlfriend. Now, his ex-girlfriend 
I think her name is like Sarah or something. I can't remember. But she's like, she's a surfer. She's quite well known. Not well known enough for me to know her name, but she's well known enough to be in the news this week. And uh, she had a relationship with Jonah Hill and then uh, she, they broke up. And now she has posted screenshots of some of the text messages that he was sending to her. And people are passing judgment on these text messages and saying, well, this is emotionally abusive behavior from Jonah Hill. Now, I'll kind of give you the crux of the text messages. They're kind of boring, to be quite honest. But they're basically Jonah Hill sending her text messages saying, hey, I've got some boundaries when I enter into a relationship with someone. And my boundaries include, like, please don't post photos of yourself online in a bathing suit. Please don't post uh, photos of yourself, like, hanging out with other men online I, I don't want you to have you know relationships or like su- go surfing with other men all this kind of like bullshit like insecure stuff that you know men tend to have now people are calling this emotionally abusive i'm not sure if it amounts to emotional abuse i mean he's clearly just like an insecure loser and that's fine you can be that without being an abuser he's probably just a loser and what I will say this about men who have this insecurity around their girlfriends or, or their wives or their fiancés or whoever, you know, cheating on them, I think I've never understood that insecurity because if you need to like set boundaries to control your partner so that they don't cheat on you, I think the relationship is already done. Like, if you don't just trust, I feel like I'm sounding like Dr. Phil now. I'm just giving relationship advice. That's not what this podcast is meant to be. But this is my view on men who behave in this manner. And also women, by the way, will behave in this manner too. And if you're a man or a woman or you're a non-binary person and you're protesting climate change, that's fine as well. My point is this. If you're in a relationship and you're so concerned about the other person in your relationship cheating on you, you got to get out of that relationship because either you're not capable of being in a relationship or you're gonna just fuck them over it's a terrible terrible idea i've never understood men who also get upset at their partner's uh cheater like i've never understood men who get upset at another bloke who like steals their their girlfriend or their wife or something and i'll tell you why because it's not like it's the bloke's fault it's not it's not the other guy's fault for stealing your Girlfriend, if anything, they've done you a favor because they have exposed the fractures that were in your relationship. And they've made you realize that this relationship is not good. And by getting your partner to cheat on you, they have given you some really important information about that that relationship that you're in. And they've saved you time. Because if your partner is the kind of person who was going to cheat on you, good chance they were going to do it eventually whether it was then or five years time and you'd rather just happen now rather than five years later down the track when you've invested even more into the relationship so i guess my point is if you ever if you if your partner cheats on you don't go beat up the the guy that she cheated on you with you go up and you shake his hand and you say uh thank you sir for your service uh best of luck and uh i'll hopefully never see you again and then you move on with your life. That's the best way to do things. So I've never understood men who try to control women in this way. And I just think Jonah Hill trying to put, saying to his girlfriend, uh, don't 
post pictures of you in a bathing suit when your girlfriend is a surfer, like a professional surfer. Like it is her job to um, to wear bathing suits and jump on the board and you know ride the waves. Saying don't post photos of that is, I think that's bad because I think surfing is hard enough as is. I can't imagine how much more difficult it would be wearing a three-piece suit because you kind of getting on a surfboard is challenging. You have to, you know, you got to have agility. You, that's why you wear bathers because you're the most agile you could possibly be in the bathers. They're stretchy and you can put your legs here and your arms there and you can and you can move around more easily and they don't get caught in the water and you don't sink and you don't get caught under a wave and you don't get taken out to sea. My point is surfing is very challenging. I've done it before and I was very bad at it. The one thing that I had going for me at the time was that I was wearing a bathers at the time and that was better than wearing, you know, like a burqa or, uh, or a tuxedo, which would certainly cover up my modesty. However, would make the surfing far more difficult. So I just think that if you're going to date a surfer, it's kind of, you've kind of signed up to the fact that they're going to be in bathing suits uh, and they're probably going to be in photographs on bathing suits and they're probably going to be posting those photographs on the internet, on social media in order to sell themselves and build their brand. That's just kind of the, if you want to, if you don't want to date someone who wears bathing suits and posts those photos on the internet, that's fine. There's so many Amish people out there, heaps of them. And the Amish also, they, they live mostly inland. So they're not really near uh, bodies of water, definitely not bodies of water that have waves. They might be near like lakes and ponds and creeks, but uh, no waves. So I don't think the Am Amish are big into surfing. If, they, if you ever were dating an Amish girl and she got into surfing, you could rest assured she would do it very, very modestly. So I guess my point to Jonah Hill is um, grow the fuck up and date an Amish lady who is going to respect the boundaries that you require in your relationship. I just think any any man who's putting boundaries and limitations on their partner is deeply insecure, not ready for a relationship, and is therefore going to fuck it up and probably just shouldn't be in a relationship in the first place. To be honest, when you think about it, the most secure men, when you think about it technically, the most secure men uh, are in open relationships, technically. So the most secure men you know, would say to their partner, I actually don't care if you have friendships with men. I don't even care if you have sex with other men because I am secure enough in our relationship and in my love for you and your love for me that even if you had sex with another man, I wouldn't mind. It wouldn't affect my perception of you or my perception of that relationship. That is technically true. And then, of course, you see Will Smith uh, punching Chris Rock in the face because Chris Rock made a joke about Will Smith's wife who uh, famously is fucking other men and of course Will Smith pretends that he can handle that uh, but he can't and then it comes out in these uh, manifestations of violence and I guess my point is that Jonah Hill is basically uh, Will Smith for white people at this point. So Jonah it's great that you're doing therapy. He did this big documentary on Netflix about a big movie. It was great, actually. I quite liked it, talking about his relationship with his therapist and how he's working on himself and how he's doing therapy. And he's still got a long way to go. So we wish you, Jonah Hill, best of luck on your journey. And we hope that uh, no more women get weird text messages from you on that journey that you're currently on. 
Guys, we have a new social media app and it's a you know what? It's good because I did not think there were enough. Because right now, if you want if as a comedian, like if I want to connect with my fans right now, if I want to connect with you, the people at home, there are very few ways for me to do that right now. I mean, outside of um, YouTube and uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, OnlyFans. Follow me on OnlyFans. I post some great feed pictures there, by the way, at Michael Shaver Feed Pictures. Uh, this podcast is another way I connect with my fans. Uh, outside of that, or just come into a show, outside of those um, very, very few opportunities you have to engage with my content, it's very, very challenging to uh, stay in touch with the, with the comedians you like, your friends, your reporters that you like, your journalists that you like. So thank God that Instagram has saved us all from ourselves Instagram has said, you know what, we've got a new social media website for you and it's here to save the day. It's basically, you know all those people that Elon Musk fired from Twitter, what we did is we employed them and we said, hey, can you like just do the Twitter thing but change the logo to a squiggly line and then like just connect it to Instagram or Meta, can you just do that? And then uh, we're just going to have the entire social media market and we'll have a monopoly. And of course, these coders who are uh, angry at Elon Musk for being made redundant are like, yeah, I'll jump at the opportunity for vengeance and retribution against uh, this rich asshole who made his money off an emerald mine in South Africa, much like the slave traders watching Wimbledon on Centre Court. Sure. I'll have a crack at uh, vengeance. And so they get employed by Zuckerberg. They make this new social media website and it's weird. It's real weird. I'll tell you why. Because threads, it's like Instagram. It's, it's like Twitter, but with Instagram people, which is a bizarre and quite bad combination. You see, the good thing about Twitter is that it's actually kind of for like smart people, people who are like good at writing things telling jokes, uh, people who are good at like just distilling the zeitgeist down into 180 characters or whatever it is. It's, Twitter's really good for smart people who have something to say. It's also really good for Nazis, by the way. Uh, that's, that's, that's true. That is, it's full of Nazis. But uh, it's also full of people who are very good at telling short jokes. So you've got the Nazis and the good joke writers on Twitter and that's where they've all gravitated to. And now Instagram is trying to compete with Twitter. But the problem is that Instagram doesn't have... Uh, they don't have, doesn't really have that many Nazis, which I think is good. But it doesn't have any um, smart people either. So Instagram is really just full of like hot you know, influencers who are very good at posting photos of themselves, often in bathing suits, sometimes to annoy Jonah Hill. Uh, but just, you know, photos of themselves at the beach or uh, photos of themselves eating brunch or, you know, drinking uh, an espresso martini in front of a neon sign that says, this is the place because you're at a trendy bar. My point being that Instagram is good for like hot and uh, dumb people. And, and now they've created a platform for hot, dumb people to use words. Words aren't their thing. They're, they're, they're dumb people. They're really good at posting pictures um, of their abs and their tits 
and their asses. That's their thing. And they've done very well doing that for quite a long time. Kim Kardashian has so many followers. She's great on Instagram. She's great in visual form. These influencers are so good visually, but you don't want to hear what's on their mind because if you follow what these people are now posting on threads, because they're all like, oh shit, now I got to think and I got to post something. I can't just post a picture of my, my ass. I got to do something. So now they're having to post their thoughts. And I got to say, you don't want to hear the thoughts of these Instagram influencers. There's not, they're quite vapid thoughts. It's mostly just like, oh my God, I'm watching this new movie called Shawshank Redemption. Has anyone seen it? It's pretty good. That that's what they're that's what they're posting now on threads and everyone's like yeah that's we've seen that movie it's on most weeks uh, on nine go if you're watching in Australia it's on nine go every three weeks usually at like eight forty p.m. on a Saturday night it's a great night in my point being is that these Instagram influencers now have to post their thoughts ugh it's awful I'd rather be hanging out with the thoughts of the Nazis on Twitter than with the vapid, hollow bullshit of the influencers on threads. At least the Nazis on Twitter are kind of a bit of fun, you know? At least they'll be like, hey, great weather this week. Thanks, Jews. That's fun. That's a bit of fun. And then Kanye retweets it. We can all get around that. But then you go onto threads and it's just Instagram influencers being like, what's your favorite dog? Just so that their followers will comment and increase engagement on this vapid, meaningless, pointless post. It's, it's hard to watch. So I guess my point is that Twitter is for smart people. Instagram is for hot people. And Threads is for none of those people. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to this uh, new format. Also, I'm on Threads by the way, feel free to follow me at Michael Schaefer. It's, it gave me a number when I joined Threads. If you join Threads, it tells you what number you are to join Threads. And I was like, I don't know, 31,397,468, something like that. And I got to say, when, as soon as you give a Jew a number, there's just something off about it. You're just the, the historical context of that feels a bit off. Like as soon as I got given a number, on threads, I was like, fuck, is this, am I back on Twitter? Am I hanging out with the Nazis again? It was just a weird look. So hopefully they get rid of the number system on threads. That would really help things out a lot. One last thing I just want to talk about. I know I didn't foreshadow this in the introduction, but this was just something that caught my eye this week. Over in Adelaide, Australia's uh, fourth best small town, they had a uh, an army parade down the streets of Adelaide. Now, in Australia, I've never seen an army parade before in Australia. This one had a couple of tanks and then maybe a couple hundred soldiers and a priest for some reason walking down the, the main parade. I think it's called Anzac Parade in Adelaide. And it was just a bizarre... And it was just a bizarre thing to witness because usually... When a country does a military parade, it's to be intimidating. It's to, it's to be a show of force. And i got to say, I've never been less intimidated in my life from this military parade. We're talking like three tanks, maybe one little truck. I think it was like a Hyundai. And then a couple hundred soldiers just walking down the street with a priest. Is that all we got? Is that, all, is that, is that meant to deter China? 
is that all we have to stop China from coming and taking over the whole country? Because if I'm China watching that, I'm like, oh, we don't need to take Taiwan. We can take Australia first, use that as a launch pad to take Taiwan. Like, we could take Australia with a couple of helicopters. Just, it's, it's, there's no show of force there. At least when, like, you know, like when North Korea does a military parade, which they love a parade in North Korea, love it. The two people that love parades the most, I think, are the gays and the North Koreans. And can I just say, any climate change protesters listening, uh, it's one thing to disrupt the gays parade. Don't try to disrupt the North Korean parade. I don't think Kim Jong-un would look lightly upon uh, people uh, getting in the way of his nuclear missiles uh, as he tries to celebrate the 76th anniversary of his grandfather being born in a cave on the fourth moon of July. My point being is that at least when North Korea does a parade, it's intimidating. Like, they're all marching in unison. You know, the women are weeping. The the soldiers are goose-stepping down the streets. They've got these huge missiles that look like they're bigger than buildings, and they've got full of plutonium, and they're gonna they're aimed at America. It's very intimidating stuff. That's how you do a parade. And then you look at Australia, and it's just like a, a couple of trucks and some and a priest. It, it doesn't feel intimidating at all. If anything, it just seems to expose our army as being quite uh, not threatening at all. I mean, again, if you're China, you're thinking, I'll just I'll take that. I could take that. They could invade on Monday and be having lunch on Tuesday. I, it's it, We would fall so quickly, so quickly. I think it would be more intimidating if we got the emus out again. I mean, we've, I don't even, because I don't think that army that I saw could defeat the emus. We already lost one war to them. We'd be two and zip if if we tried to fight them again based on what we currently have. I don't think the priest is going to do much to to stop the emus if the emus decide to, to take us on again. My point being is we could have just had the emus marching down the streets. That would have been more intimidating to China who is all looking at us very greedily. They're like, well, you know, we could be, you could be next. I would just say, guys, don't worry about the soldiers. Don't worry about the trucks. Get a couple of emus in that parade. Get a few saltwater crocodiles. Get the magpies swooping above. They're intimidating. They're scary. No one likes to be attacked when they're riding down the street on their little bicycle. Get those in the parade because what we got right now, it's not scaring anyone. That's been the show this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you had a good time, let people know about this podcast. Uh, you can give an, a review on the internet so that it gets promoted by the algorithm to to more people who can listen to it. Uh, say something nice about it on threads. Go on threads and start talking about this podcast because that's the future, baby. That's the future. Don't talk about this podcast on Twitter. I don't need any more Nazis listening to it. Uh, so stick to threads. I want hot, dumb Instagram influencers listening to this podcast. Thank you for checking it out. I'll be back next week with some more news.